1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Second hour.
3: Here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Unocero, Cranber Sansone, keeping things going along. I'm filling in for the big guy tonight because he just did four hours on the drive on short notice. Called me to come in and close for him. Otherwise, he was going to have to do seven hours of radio. and Bink's done it before, but uh, it, it's very tiring talking for seven hours straight on the radio. So I'm here closing out for him. If you want to call in, if you want to weigh in, don't call in about my Space Jam take. I'm not taking any calls on Space Jam. <laughs> if you want to call in or weigh in, 913-576-7610, J Southland, Toast Service text line, same number as well, 913-576-7610. I, I did piss off J-Rock on the, uh, on the text line here. <laughs> First off, he said Jordan was worse than LeBron, which is absolutely not true. Jordan did not have to be great in that film because they did a great job of writing it so that he didn't have to go out there and be the family man that, uh, that LeBron James was. So like, at least they played to Jordan's strengths. They did not in that movie with LeBron. He did. They did not play to his strengths. So yeah, miss me with the Jordan was worse than LeBron. No, he wasn't. Jordan was just fine. He wasn't great, but he was just fine. LeBron was bad and, and the writing was part, part of it. Um, also said, uh, it's a kid's movie. It's horrible, grown-ass people sitting around really mad about a kid's movie. Uh, no, 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 no. Look, this was not a kid's movie. This was a family movie. This movie was meant for kids and adults to enjoy. They played on the nostalgia of the original uh uh, Space Jam so much They had the joke in there with Michael B. Jordan Which I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you Kramer, if you, if you do end up watching it But they did a Michael Jordan joke in there And it was, it was actually really funny It was actually really good But like, they wanted you If you'd seen the original Space Jam They wanted you to watch this one You're not going to call it Space Jam A new legacy and not try to get people Who saw the original Space Jam to watch it This ain't no damn kids movie It's a family movie Like, Air Bud is a kid's movie. Uh, Homeward Bound was a kid's movie. Land Before Time is a kid's movie. Space Jam A New Legacy was for kids and adults. So miss me with that take. And then uh, someone else (laughs) uh, said, uh, in regards to Mortal Kombat, Goro was so ridiculous, though. Love that movie still. Uh, Yes, Goro was absolutely terrible in the original uh, Mortal Kombat movie back in 95. Still my absolute favorite movie. Let's get to the web hits. (laughs)
1: Personal the list. There's a video that shows a woman being duct taped to a seat after trying to open an airplane door. What? This was on a, uh, a American Airlines from a Dallas Fort Worth to Charlotte, North Carolina. So, uh, when you're up in air, do you really want to get out? That's see, that's
3: that's the weird thing. Like, what was she trying to accomplish by jumping? Up, she was saying the-
1: yes, yes, and yes. What? That's what she was quoted saying. (laughs) She was duct. Her mouth was duct taped. She was. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait. She was duct taped before she tried to get out of the plane. No, they ended up duct taping. her. Oh, they ended up having
3: to duct tape her after. Okay. This is confusing. Why would she do that? That's like, see, that's like one of the reasons why I don't like, I've never ridden on a plane, but like one of my greatest fears, obviously, you know, you're worried about terrorists hijacking or whatnot. That's kind of scary thinking about it. But like, what happens if you have a crazy person on the plane and they decide to like, hey, let's open the hatch? Which like, I don't, you're you're a wrestling guy. You've heard of the yeah. plane ride from hell, right? Yes, yes. Well, there's a story. It was, it was Brock Lesnar, and what was it Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, and and they got into a wrestling match on the plane, and they almost. They almost knocked open the security door, the emergency hatch. They almost basically killed everybody on the plane cuz they were wrestling around and they almost hit that emergency hatch and opened the door on the side door on the plane. Scary thought. This is the reason why you got like you got to be careful on these airplanes. And you got to watch out for some of these crazy ass people on there. That's why they have uh what is it? US Marshals, I think, on these planes. And they're just dressed in plain clothes. That's a, a scary proposition to think about. I, I, I certainly uh, don't have any I, I certainly don't have any uh, reservations about making sure these people stay off planes. I, I, I that's one of the things right there. That story right there scares the hell out of me when we start talking about these uh, these crazy people on planes. What's next?
1: A three hundred and fifty pound fish shocks anglers when it leaps out of the water. This is all in British Columbia. So, this is the question I always pose. Megalodon's out there. We, we just know this. There's what? a 350-pound fish oh, out there. The Megalodon has to be out there. I, you know,
3: I, I've never gone fishing. I never have. And I, I've, I've never been interested in going fishing. Like, except for, like, one time when I was nine, my grandpa promised me he would take me fishing uh, over in, like, Lake of the Ozarks or whatever. He never did. Uh, but I, I never have, like, had this great inkling to go fishing. Uh, Megalodon's like the shark, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't...
1: Like... There's so much open water out there, There's a lot
3: of open water. The likelihood of you getting attacked by a shark is really low. I think you're like... It's like a greater chance of getting struck by lightning than it is getting bit by a shark. But, like, if you get bit by a shark, you're losing limbs if not dying. Like there's like surfers who've gotten attacked by sharks. And they've lost it's like a chick that like lost her arm, I think.
1: And she's still and She, still, and she surfs. still
3: surfs and she's like really good. She's a badass. Yeah, she's total badass. But that's like a scary proposition. Like it like like sharks, bears, if you run into them, you might you might die. Like you might lose limbs, but you might die. I was I I think I saw a story on uh, like Facebook news or whatever earlier today, some guy was like running. He was being terrorized by a bear through the woods for like hours or days or whatever, just being followed by this same grizzly bear or whatever throughout the woods. It's like, this is the reason why I don't go camping. Like my girlfriend all the time, like, Hey, we should go camping or the new trend now, which is called glamping, which is like you are in like a fancy tent and it's got beds in it. It's like a huge tent. It's got beds in it. And they're all really nice and it's like why would i do that like why would i go camping and when i can just
1: go live like a normal person in a house yeah my girlfriend know? wants to go glamping as well i'm not not sure how to tell her yes or no to it oh i told her i told my girlfriend no. it'd be kind of cool i told my girlfriend no i've seen i'm an outdoorsy person though. i'm not because outdoors kill people see I, well i got a truck and i want to get like one of those truck tents that you can just put on the bed of your truck yeah i mean i got a i got a
3: jeep but I I don't want to go test it in, in off roading. That just like I I've, I've heard too many horror stories about people out in the wild to want to go roll around and, and test it. Like it's just it's scary to think about that stuff. What's
1: next? A teen was slapped in the face by a seagull on a seventy five mile an hour slingshot ride. Get this, it was the girl's thirteenth birthday. <laughs> you
3: remember back in the nineties? I, I don't know if you watched. There was this show on Fox, I think it was called When Animals Attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, That was like a really popular thing. It was like, it was mainly like, you know, people going to Africa and, you know, they'd be on the safari. And then, you know, like a gazelle or a giraffe would start attacking. And that's like a scary thing to think about. This is the reason why, this is another reason why, like, I don't, like going, like, I like the zoo. I like going to the zoo because the animals are all in cages. But I don't, I won't go to a petting zoo. Like, I won't go to, like, I remember going to pet a goat. No, I'm not doing that. I remember, like, goat. I went to the Ren Fest, like, in 98, I think it was. And it turned me off to, like, petting zoos and just being around, like, like the more exotic animals in general. Because they had, like, llamas there at this petting zoo. And this llama just took a crap right in front of me. Just like right there in the in the middle of the of this petting and I didn't I wasn't petting it or anything, but it just took a crap right there. Just like nobody it's like didn't care if anybody was watching or anything. It was like I'm just gonna do my business right here. And I was like, no, I'm I'm good on petting zoos. I'm good on being around animals and nature. I got two cats at home. I don't even like big dogs. Like I'm not I used to be afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them now. I just don't
1: like big dogs because they like get up in your grill they think they're lap dogs
3: yeah i know yeah like i i had to go over to my girlfriend's cousin's place earlier and like let her dog roam around and whatnot and that dog is like really it's a big dog i don't i'm not big on breeds or whatever it kind of looks like a golden retriever i guess i think it's like a mix or something but like it likes to like climb you know climb up on you and everything and 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 you know things almost as big as me And anything that any dog that's almost as big as me is kind of intimidating. It's like, I'm not trying to be a friend. You know, my my best friend used to have a husky years ago. I don't want to be a a husky's friend. Those huskies are huge. You know, those things are kind of scary. They're huge. So I'm not really interested in in being friends with all these different animals. And that's the reason why, uh, I I, like I said, I don't want to be the person that ends up on uh, when animals
1: attack. I'm getting hit in the face by a seagull at 75 miles per hour man that's embarrassing you know what's that's that's a that's, that's really was it was it taped was it like on video yeah, there, there's a video of it yeah oh, man I'll, I'll send you the video man that's kind of embarrassing to have it it was on what? her birthday right it was her birthday it's her 13th birthday you know that, that's you're never gonna forget that
3: you know if someone really is about you and they're like your friend or your family they won't let that video come out like I, you know, you see those videos on YouTube all the time where someone like falls over. Like they have a video of themselves and they like mess their, like accidentally cut their hair or burn it or whatever, or they fall over. I would never share that ever. I would, and if someone, if I was like really friends with someone, I would never share a video. I got, I got videos of my friends doing some embarrassing things, rolling it around on the on the on the living room floor, drunk as hell. I'd never share that on public because I just that that's not the kind of person that I am. If someone's really about you, then they wouldn't share stuff like that. What's
1: next? All right, last one. There's a moon-forming region seen around a planet in another solar system. Chris, we're not alone. Wait, wait, say that again. A moon-forming region is seen around a planet in another solar system. Yeah, yeah, there's life on other planets. I think I, I think it'd be cool at some point if we uh, end up connecting I, with others. I don't.
3: I, I don't want that to happen in my is, life. Is that
1: me. is that terrifying to you? Yeah.
3: Oh, no. You know how scary? Like, think about it. You know how scary it is to have another rate? And if they are if they make it here, they're like way past us as far as advancement in technology goes. They probably have the ability to, like, just zap us with lasers and we disintegrate. So it's like a whole Rick and Morty type situation. That's you know what I'm saying. I don't want to be like that. That'd be kind of cool, man. You no, know, that's not cool. You know how terrible, you know how trash humans are sometimes.
1: Oh, I mean, we got some yeah.
3: terrible ass people here. All it takes is one person to say the wrong thing. I mean, think about any racists we have in the United States of America. Now, imagine one of them saying something sideways to an alien.
1: Like you're, you're, your planet's a little more or less rounded than
3: ours. Boom, yeah, blow it up. That's what I'm saying. They might blow us up or they might do Independence Day and they might try to kill us and take our resources.
1: We'll, like, get, we'll just get Will Smith. We'll be all right.
3: I mean, Will, you see Will Smith. He got that dad bod now. I don't know if that's he's true. if he's ready to go out there and save the world like he was before. Somebody on the, on, the, uh, on the text line says, uh, so basically you're a chicken, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. I am scared of nature. I am not interested in nature. Uh, no, nah, I'm, uh, I'm not interested in, in, in trying to hang out with, with any animals that have a chance to kill me. Uh, someone said, I'm not scared of a dog, bro. Them do- I'm not scared of little ass dogs. If you got like a, a Shih Tzu or something, or a Yorkie, if you got a little ass dog, I'm not afraid of that dog. No, you know. I hate
1: them little ankle biters. I don't, no. I'm, not, I'm, I'm cool scared of those more than the big but, dogs. Uh,
3: to me, the big ass dogs that be all up in your grill. Nah, I'm not cool with that. I don't like. I'm not. I'm not afraid of them, but I be giving them a sideways look. They kind of. They try to come over there and hop on the couch and be my friend. Like I be. I'm looking at them sideways. I'm like, dude, you know, you know, back up off my grill. Uh, someone else, uh, a dog only has one mouth. You have two fists and two feet. I'm not, I still don't want to fight a dog, man. Did you know how awkward it is to try to fight someone else's dog? Because I'd be thinking about, you know, like every time I around someone else's dog, I'm like, I mean, I could kick this dog, but I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not trying to kick animals. So, no, I, I'm not trying to do that to someone else's dog. That's why I'm like, just keep your dog off of me. Coming up next, talk, we'll talk about the ramifications for the Big 12 with this Texas OU potential move.
2: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
3: Christian Osero, Kramer Sansone, here on Bink at Night. I'm filling in for the big guy just at four hours on uh, on uh, the drive. Filling in for dot on short notice. That's how you know Bink is a trooper. He just comes in and he'll just fill in for whoever. And then, like, if he needs to, he'll do another three hours. He'll do four hours on Cody and Gold, filling in for one of the guys. And then he'll come in and do three more hours here. On Bink at night.
1: There was one night that Bink and I had to do the Arrowhead Pride game yeah, show, yeah. and it ended like at two o'clock in the morning. But we had to do FESCO in the morning that yes. next day, yes. and we decided to sleep here. Oh yeah, I know. I'm surprised Bink doesn't have like like real estate up here, like with like a bed somewhere, some pillows.
3: I I mean I think all of us have 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 had to sleep here at the studio before. I've had to do it. I had to do it once when I was doing the high school Sunday high school Saturday show with Ron and Bink. I had to do a Royals game that got, like, rain delayed by, like, an hour or two. So, like, I didn't, you know, the game wasn't over until, like, 1 or 2 in the morning. And I had to be, I usually, I was usually up here at 7 for the show, which was start at 8. So, you know, I was like, I might as well just stay here instead of drive 30 minutes home and, then you know, try to wake up and drive 30 minutes back. I just I slept in the in the sixteen sixty studio, so which is like the keys. That's the place where everyone sleeps at. So yeah, I've had to do that before, and I had to host um, twenty fifteen. Uh, it was the it was the morning. It was the night when the Royals clinched the ALCS versus the Blue Jays. I had to host the the next morning at like. 8 a.m that was 9 a.m so i decided to sleep here because i i didn't get off until two in the morning so
1: it's a, that's a smart move
3: yeah it's the it's the thing you kind of have to do around here uh you, you kind of have to if, if you're gonna be here and you're gonna work late sometimes sometimes you gotta sleep in the 1660 studio
1: or like conference room next to the 1660 studio. That's that's you know, my I, that's my napping grounds right there.
3: That's a good spot cuz they get, we got all those plush nice office chairs in there now. That's where all the good office chairs are in the that might that might actually be the new spot now. I don't know he Bink be he be taking naps somewhere over there. It might be the conference room now, but I know that we've done the 1660 studio in the past. Uh Jay Southland Toasters text line 935767610. Dan and KCK is rubbing it in with the Suns. <laughs> Oh, man, he's like, uh, hi, Chris, I picked Suns in six. Do you think Chris Paul was to blame? Yes, he was. He, he was part to blame. He wasn't the the entire person to blame. Uh, Dario Saric tearing his ACL hurt them whenever whenever DeAndre Ayton wasn't on the floor. And uh, Bucks just outcoached. Uh, Got to give it to, to Bootenholzer. He outcoached Monty Williams, uh, especially, with his, uh, especially with his bench play. Uh, Suns are cursed for losing Kareem. Uh, on a coin flip. Yeah, that, that definitely hurts. Um, let's sweep the Tigers. I'm ready for Chiefs camp. Uh, yes. Do you think Matt Ryan will finish up in Atlanta? Yes. Or go somewhere else? No. He's not He's not going anywhere. Uh, thanks, Dan. That was a very long text. He he puts periods after every word. So <laughs> I love Dan, though. Uh, yeah, Matt Ryan's definitely going to finish in Atlanta. He'll probably retire. And, uh, yeah, I, you don't need to rub it in with the Suns. I'm a Suns fan. It hurt watching the Suns lose. Uh, so yeah, definitely not the, uh, not the best weekend. Um, I was not happy with how that series ended. man, they, I mean, they fought, but they, they, it just wasn't enough. So I want to get back into the talk with, uh, about the big 12. We obviously know, I I talked about it last hour. If you missed it, you can go onto the podcast page, six, sports.com, the Odyssey app bink at night slash bink Sunday. It'll be on there. But I want to talk about the ramifications for this for the Big 12 and where the Big 12 is going to go after this. Last hour, I talked about how from a fan standpoint, growing up and watching the SE, the, the Big 12, watching K-State, watching Texas A&M, seeing Nebraska back in the day and, and seeing all the, the, the teams – that have left has kind of hurt. Like for me as a fan of that conference, I grew up watching and loving big 12 football because it was that it was big 10 football and you would get football, you know, elsewhere. They showed a lot of Notre dames on game, neuter dame games here on TV, uh, which is one of the reasons why I was actually a fan of Notre dame back in the day. Um, you know, they showed some sec games. I, I'm a Florida fan. So, uh, I got caught on there a lot of SE, a lot of ACC with uh, Florida State who I, I I hate to this day Miami who I hate to this day a lot of great football but Big Twelve football was the foundation of my college football experience when I was growing up in the nineties and it sucks seeing the potential pending destruction of that conference so it kind of goes you know to the question of. Where does this conference go in the future? And where? what are the ramifications for those in charge? Uh, Dennis Dodd joined Fesco in the morning earlier today. You can listen to the entire interview on the podcast page, sixnessports.com, Odyssey app. And he talked about Bowlesby, the commissioner for the Big 12, and his impact on this move with Texas and Oklahoma.
4: No, this caught everyone by surprise, and I mean everyone. Um, you know the fact that uh, you know the Houston Chronicle got the story. Good for them, but there is smoke to the fire. Now it's up, you know, up to the schools to hash out if, if that indeed is the case. This would be the biggest land grab in since the Louisiana Purchase. Frankly, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of college athletics. So we we shall see.
3: And. It kind of looks really bad for Bob Bowlesby because last week at Media Day, he had this to say in regards to uh, conference realignment.
5: It's really uh, mute on uh, that question. Uh, Conference alignment is always at the the discretion of the conferences. Um, But you have to remember the last time around, the last round of conference uh, realignments, was all driven by cable households, and we find ourselves now in a rapidly shrinking cable environment. And it is uh, uh, much less driven by capturing a particular cable market because you you know if it's an in in market fee, you get a lot more money for it than if it's an out of market fee. So the the more you can include those things, the 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 more revenue you're going to derive from it. That motivation is essentially gone. And uh, uh, the cable universe is, has shrunk uh, 20 million households already. It's going to continue to shrink as we migrate to to digital consumption and streaming. And so a lot of the motivation for realignment uh, is no longer there. Um, is that to say it couldn't happen? No, it, it could possibly happen for for other reasons, but um, the, it, it it doesn't appear to me that the uh, motivation is, is there at this point in time, not to say it couldn't happen, but uh, I, uh, it's not one of the things that keeps me up at night.
3: So yeah, listening to that and obviously hearing the news that came out looks really bad for Bob Bowlesby. And I'll say this, and I, I, I talked about this with Bink before I went on should, Oklahoma and Texas leave, obviously, that's probably the end of the Big 12, unless they can go out there and and they can get other teams to come in and fill in. And I'll I'll talk about the potential candidates here in a little bit. But if they don't leave, let's say this is just a a ploy to try to negotiate to get more of a cut from television revenue, which Nick Bromberg from Yahoo, who was on with Bink earlier uh, today on the drive, He thought that. He said that. He thinks that this is probably a negotiating tactic. If it is, and let's say they get a bigger cut, let's say that uh, Bowlesby and the rest of the guys agree, and they're like, okay, we'll give you more money. You guys are the class of the conference. You're the reason why we're still here. We're still around. You know, it hurt losing four teams years ago. We did get two to replace some of those teams, but obviously we're not what we once were as as a power. We need you. We'll give you more money. We'll keep you around bowlesby has got to go. I mean, you hear that, and you and you basically kind of hear him being a little too confident in the in, in this idea that they just have Texas and Oklahoma, and it wasn't surprising hearing the news about Texas and Oklahoma inquiring about going to the SEC because you got A and M, you've got Mizzou, they've they've gone to the SEC and they've done very well financially from it. Mizzou. I'll tell you this. When I went to Mizzou, they did not have anywhere near the things they got. Now they were building some of that stuff, new bookstore, new student center, but man, like that. I I went to the campus last May, uh, like Memorial day weekend, made a visit up there, walked around. It was empty because obviously COVID no one's there, but it was like, It was amazing to watch. It was amazing to see because you saw so much change there. The SEC's really improved that school from a financial standpoint, and they've done so much to improve the facilities. Um, The school just, I mean, seriously, that SEC money, that place is so much nicer than it was before when I was there. It's just like a lot of these schools have a ton of incentive to go into the better-paying conference, and the fact that they thought that they had Texas and Oklahoma in the bag is a problem. I mean, they just, I mean, the fact that you you took for granted the top two schools and now they're like, yeah, we want to get more money elsewhere. The fact that they haven't established a, a, a network, a conference channel. When you see all these other conferences do it, they decided not to do it and look at them now. They've had years to do it. They established the Longhorn Network. That's not making them any money probably costing ESPN millions and millions of dollars to, to run a network that j- just strictly for one school SEC network, making a ton of money for the SEC. Same thing goes for all these other, you know, big 10 pac 12, uh, you know, ACC great for the, the respective conferences. Big 12 doesn't have that. They've really missed out on a lot of different things. And so you look at that conference now and I mean maybe your options are maybe you go Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame if if you lose if you lose Oklahoma, you lose Texas. Notre Dame is your best bet. That's the school you got to get. If you don't get Notre Dame, you're 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 done. I mean that conference can't live without a primo school with top top of the line talent there uh that's going to compete in the in the playoff almost every single year, especially if it gets to 12 They're probably going to be in there every year. You need that. You need that a team like a Notre Dame. So that's like your top option. Uh, BYU is another option. Uh, I know Bink was talking about this earlier on the drive. Uh, BYU is another great option. Uh, They're not Notre Dame, but they they got a little cachet there, a little prestige. Um, obviously, you, you just saw their, their quarterback go in the in the top five. It was Zach Wilson uh, going the top five? So you got some cachet there. They put some guys in the pros, and there's they're not a Notre Dame, but they are a, a program that's notable. They, they are a program that's put guys in the NFL. Andy Reid, you know, he played there, um, offensive line there. So you've got some names that have come out of there. I, I really feel like those are options. Louisville, a team that was actually rumored. To potentially go to the Big 12 years ago, that's an option as well. Louisville's actually been pretty successful uh, in football and basketball over the years, so if they could get a Louisville, that would actually be pretty damn good. It wouldn't be a, a you know a major acquisition, but it it kind of be like West Virginia. It'd be very successful, I think, um, and maybe even a like a Boise State. If you can get a Boise State, maybe that pushes your 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 football up. Boise State. Oh, has been like fringe program, you know, fringe power five level. I think that's your best bet. But even then, I don't think that saves you from being able to get the kind of the kind of power that you need to be able to resurrect the the conference. Like Notre Dame, you have to get if you don't get them, you have no chance. They're not going to be what they once were before uh, with Texas and OU with just Notre Dame. But at least they could be salvaged. You could still look at them as a power five conference. I I feel like, though, the schools that are most affected by this are KU and Kansas State. And I feel like it would be really, really bad for them if they were to end up losing out on, uh, on having an OU and a Texas in their conference. Dennis Dodd had this to say about the ramifications of texas and ou leaving for ku and k-state
4: it goes back to 10 years ago when when it was about to happen we were 30 minutes away from the Pac 12 taking those 16 and at that point kansas was looking at what the big east the mountain west the Parkett athletic um i think this would be almost be a death blow to the big 12 they'd be Right for picking apart by a conference like the, the Americans, does the the Pac-12 take a look at them? They would not have, in my opinion, at that point, Power Five status because I think that's the big upshot here. If the SEC does this, it becomes a Power Four um, super conferences in some shape. So,
3: so it's a it's probably not that great for K State and KU. K State. Probably, I mean, they I think both schools would end up in in uh now a power four, let's say if the Big 12 does uh break up because of these potential moves. I think they both still end up in a a power conference. But you know, KU doesn't have a ton of leverage aside from their basketball team. Their football program is is really bad. And we know um football is a big moneymaker. They need football to be attractive. Uh, in order to be able to ensure they can get into one of these conferences, and they're going to have to show that they're serious about trying to make it better. But I still think that someone will take them. I think the ACC would be great for KU because you've got college basketball. Uh, there, you know, the the implications with that, with KU and with like a Duke and North Carolina schools like that would be great for the for the for uh, college basketball. But it does really hurt not. Having that the rivalries that you have here with KUK state Um, and they could probably still do a home and home, but the tradition that you would have with the big 12 is really hurt by these potential moves. And I, I think that it would really hurt those schools because you don't have the legacy of the playing different teams in your conference like you have with the big 12. Now all of a sudden you're trying to remake things and you're going to end up like Mizzou trying to create a rivalry with, uh, with Arkansas, which just it's it's not working. It's not working. Like, and that's why I'm so happy that they're playing each other in basketball this year. Cause it's like, dude, we ain't got to pretend that Mizzou and Arkansas hate each other. We ain't got to pretend they don't, they don't hate each other. Like I don't, have any ill will towards people in Arkansas. I got family in Arkansas. I don't, I don't have any Ill, Ill will towards people in Arkansas. So it's like, we don't have to pretend like Arkansas is a rival. But in Kansas, oh, I talk trash about people in Kansas all the time. It's fun to do it. It's great. There's a rivalry between people in Kansas and people in Missouri. If you say anything's in Kansas that's on the Missouri side, Missourians get pissed. If I talk about how bad Kansas drivers are, Kansas, Kansans get pissed. My girlfriend's from Southwest Kansas. Every time I talk about Kansas drivers, she gets pissed at me. It's hilarious. Like I love it. We need rivalries like this, and that's the reason why it's good to have that that conference uh, relationship like that. It's good to have that rivalry where reaches the point of petty where you've got people in Michigan hating people from Ohio just because they're from Ohio. That's great for sports, and we need that. That's the reason why I want to see the Big 12 pull out in this. I want to see them succeed because I want to see that pettiness continue to exist, and it wouldn't really exist if you've got Kansas playing, you know, North Carolina every year in football. That's like the the hate's just not going to be there. Coming up next, I am going to give Dabo Sweeney some credit for something he said. He actually said something smart. I'll tell you what it is next.
2: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
3: I just saw something on Twitter. Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns showed a little bit of pettiness after losing the finals to the to the Bucks. He avoided a 13-hour flight to Tokyo with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton cuz he didn't he didn't cuz he didn't want to be around them after that loss in the finals.
1: I do the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't blame him. I want to see them for another week. Maybe I mean, next to, season. I love
3: Devin. That was my guy. That's like a, that. See that right there. In the last hour, last hour, I talked about how I want Mahomes to be a little bit more petty. He's starting to show it now. Uh, and like, if you look at the greats, they're like that. I like that from Book. Book is and and he's gonna have to play with those guys anyways because they're playing for the the U.S. Men's National Team for the uh, for basketball. And maybe those guys, maybe those three guys will be the reinforcements that the United States needs to win gold. Maybe, we'll see. But I will say this. I love that from from Devin Booker. Just a little bit of petty. I want Mahomes to do that too. I want Mahomes to be petty Mahomes this year and be angry that someone had the audacity to say that that he's got to watch out for Justin Herbert. Of all people, Justin Herbert. Yeah. So Dabo Sweeney had an excellent idea. In regards to uh, how the how college football can improve their product and kind of get around some of the issues they've had with conference realignment, if they break off and have a Premier League, and and um, if you don't do well enough, you get relegated to the other league. You know, I don't know. You know what they do in soccer?
1: soccer. You, know,
3: <laughs> you know, maybe that's maybe we should do that. Maybe we should have a forty-team Premier League with a 12-team playoff, and, and, it, and if you stink, you get relegated to the other other level or
1: something. I don't
3: know. Now, I love that. Now, Dabo Sweeney has not been a, a well of good ideas or sound bites. This is the guy that said that if players start getting paid, that he quit coaching, and uh, he's, as far as I know, and maybe there was some breaking news I didn't see, he's still coaching the Clemson Tigers. So, uh, apparently, he's not a man of his word. I really think that this is actually a very strong idea in a way that would actually help college football a lot. College football's biggest issue right now is the fact that you very much see guys going at these teams going out here and just chasing dollars and they're not I mean, obviously we know that they haven't been treating the players as good as they should have been profiting off their likeness and not giving these guys a cut and just being like, ah, well we, we gave you scholarships, which I mean, look, those scholarships, they're not worth the amount of money that these guys are making for your school. Let's just be honest about it. These teams are making way more money than you're spending on, on scholarships. So, or room and board or food, it's just not even close to being the same, um, I really like the idea of having a – it wouldn't be like a Premier League. I think it would be better if it was like a Champions League, if you will, where you have these teams playing in this tournament, and if you're in this tournament, you're getting to battle it out for the the conference championship. I like that idea. It'd be hard to do – because you have the conferences, the conferences have these deals, and they couldn't play multiple games in a week like they do in European soccer, where you have your league, uh, your regular domestic league, and then you have the Champions League. I I think, though, that the idea of you got to earn your way into this top league in order to compete for the title is something that's good for college football. Um, For me, college football needs something new. Like That's the reason why the 12-team, College football playoff is like the expansion is really good because four teams has been monotonous. It's been the same teams every single year. I like the idea of having more teams being able to compete for a championship. People talk all the time about, oh, we shouldn't expand because it makes the, the, uh, the regular season less important. I don't really agree with that because you watch the NFL, and in the NFL, whenever you have two great teams match up, it's a big game. It doesn't matter if they're going to play again in the playoffs. If the Chiefs, you know, when the Chiefs and Ravens play in, what is it, week two, I think it is, like, that matchup's going to be huge. Even though the Chiefs have smacked the Ravens around the last, was two, three times they've played them, I think it's three times now they've played them, they've beat them, it's still going to be a big matchup. Chiefs and Bills is going to be a big matchup, even though the Chiefs smacked the Bills around twice last year. It, it's always going to be big when you have two great teams face off with each other. So the regular season is not going to be diminished. If anything, it's going to make it more important because you have more games being, being played that are meaningful, as opposed to, like, if you're a two-loss team, your season's pretty much done. Now, with the expansion, you'll have more opportunities to get back into the race for the college football playoff, which is good for the sport. So, I mean, it's the reason why, like with the, with the playoffs now in the NFL, there are more important games, especially later in the season, because these guys know I got to go out there and, and we got to go out there and perform because we still got a chance, even if we've lost four times this year, you still got a chance to make the playoffs, still got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So those games are important. I feel like if they were to create uh, an elite league, if you will, a Champions League type thing. I think that would be good. A premier league probably isn't going to happen because, you know, it would basically end conferences. But if you were to have like a champions league type situation, which again, it's kind of tough to, to get the logistics behind it because you can't play two games in a week. But I I think that it would actually be best for college football to have some sort of unique creation to make these games more important during the regular season so that we have something fun to watch. Coming up next, i tell you why Deion Sanders was out of pocket for how he handled that press conference earlier this week.
2: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio.
3: Final few minutes here at the second hour here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Christian Ocero filling in for Bink. Kramer Sansone on the other side of the glass. Deion Sanders, head coach for Jackson State football, had some uh, kind of he, – he had a, a blow-up over at uh, – it was media day as uh, he was interviewed – and uh, he was a little bit angry at being called by his first name.
1: Hey, Dion, I was just wondering
3: if you could...
2: Uh... Oh, hold on. let's back up a little bit. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion now, okay? I call Nick Saban Nick. No you, don't. no, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. If you, if you call Nick Nick, you know you'll get cussed out on the spot. So don't do that to me. Treat me like Nick. Okay, Dion. Um, All right. Just... Uh,
3: so he stormed out of the interview after being called by his very fir- by his first name during a, a press conference. Now, there have been a lot of people that have come out. You've seen a lot of if you're on Twitter, if you're on the cesspool, that is Twitter. You've seen that a lot of people have come out and basically have backed up that reporter and said, yeah, we call coaches by the first name all the time. And if you listen to interviews here, press conferences here on 610 Sports Radio, which, uh, you know, we have. Mike Matheny after every Royals game, we have uh, Andy Reid after every Chiefs game. You will hear people when they talk to the coaches address them by their first name. Some people say coach, you know, coach Reed or uh, but usually like especially for Matheny because it's kind of weird saying manager Matheny or usually like when I hear the, the press conferences, you'll hear the people refer to Mike Matheny as Mike. Or you'll hear people refer to Andy Reid as a Andy." Uh, I understand Dion, and for me, it's like Dion isn't offended because he was called by his first name because he feels like it's some sort of disrespect. He, I think, he's being sensitive about the fact that a lot of people look at him as a publicity hire, and he's he's caught up in that. He wants to try to uh, gain respect that he hasn't earned yet. And because of that, he's trying to get people to address him in a more respectful and powerful manner. I understand that. But you got to earn that respect. You aren't just giving it just because you're in a position you're in. Because I don't think a whole lot of people are looking at his hire and saying, yeah, like that's a a move that was based on merit. Uh, The way that he was rolled out, this is a guy who everyone is thinking it's there to promote the school. There's not a whole lot of people that are looking at him and saying, that's a guy that deserved to be in his spot. And maybe he did. Maybe he's a great football mind. Um, He just hasn't had the opportunity to show it. But, I mean, I think he's coached high school before, but he hasn't coached at this level. And he's at a small school, HBCU. He hasn't earned the cachet to go out there and be able to make demands on what people can call him. did nobody call him out of his name. They called him by his first name. And, you know, Nick Saban went on, people address him by Nick. Jamel Hill came out on Twitter and said she's called him Nick many times. So, or, or people came out and said they call him Saban instead of Coach Saban. It happens. I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody said that they'll talk to Bill Belichick and they call him Bill. I've heard an interview where someone, where they, where they called him Bill. I think it was WEEI. He does like a weekly interview every week on, on that station, and they call him Bill. They don't call him Coach Belichick. They call him Bill. It happens. You know, uh, you know, whenever Fesco interviews Dayton Moore, he calls him Dayton. He doesn't call him Mr. Moore, General Manager Moore. He calls him Dayton. Like you're not being disrespected by being called your first name. I understand you want the cachet and you want the respect that comes with your position, but you got to earn it. And so Dion walking out of that uh, press conference the way he did just makes him look silly. If you want people to call you Coach Sanders, then uh, you got to go out there and you got to earn that cachet for people to talk to you the way they do. But you probably shouldn't be getting up in arms about being called Dion because. Uh, that's not the fight you want to fight. You want to go out there and earn these people's respect, and now he's kind of been made a joke since this whole thing started. Coming up next, we get back to the conversation uh, on Texas and OU potentially leaving the Big 12, and I tell you why I'm not a fan of it.
2: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.